0: Welcome to Married to the Job, a podcast for partners of emergency services workers and those considering the lifestyle change. This podcast includes stories, opinions, honest chats about what it's like when your partner works in emergency services and the impact of ultimately being married to the job. I'm your host Erin, my husband Matt has been a firefighter since 2016, we've grown our family alongside his career and wow has it been a roller coaster, let's dive in. Welcome back to my podcast. This is part two of my interview with my darling husband, Matt Burke. What's your favorite job to get?
1: I don't know. Those fires are always interesting. Like, it's just that whole, you purpose, I guess, when you join the job, you think it's going to be you know responding to fires all the time and it's not the case at mm. all so I guess that one it's when you get the call and it's a fire somewhere whether it's a house fire or a factory fire or something like that and then you hear over the radio that you know there's multiple calls on this and mm. I guess that's when you start getting um you know a bit geared up mm. and ready for it so maybe I guess that and I guess they're not as common as what you think
0: mm. like, Thankfully, though, oh, like, absolutely. it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, but Yeah, definitely,
1: they'd... but, you know, you think you're the fire brigade and you'd be going to fires every shift. It's yeah, not it's definitely...
0: I mean, Australia's a lot different to the other countries. Yeah. Well, but as, I, I suppose it's, it's where you are, speaking, yeah. where you're located. What do you think is the most unexpected part of the role?
1: I think it's, it's good when you've got... Um, people that you work with that have similar interests or um you know you can have a joke with and whatever else like I think it goes makes the day go fast when you have that downtime, and there's people that you like working with Whereas mm. you know there's shifts where it feels like the slowest and longest day ever because no one's talking to each other no one's doing anything you know mm. they don't want to go to gym or they don't want to play a game or you know, play a game <laughs> well you've got a killing yeah. kill time somewhere but you know if there's no admin work and no study to do like there is a lot of downtime, and you do have to fill it in mm. so I reckon that's probably the most unexpected part especially working for private organisations I guess my apprenticeship and that you've, you're flat out mm. all day mm. you know you're trying mm. to make as much money for the boss as you mm. can and mm. you obviously want to keep your job so mm. going from that lifestyle to a you know where our job is to be ready to be Mm, responded mm, it's mm. not about uh, production yeah yeah Yeah. so you know if you're not ready to go in that 90 seconds you're not performing your job Mm. so
0: how do you go with the downtime
1: yeah I think alright.
0: I think you've like, you try to make the most of it and you try to, like, get ahead of study or have fun or... Yeah. You don't really... You've never really been one to just sit and do
1: nothing. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I'm sure there would be people... Yeah, absolutely. ...that it's not kind of good for their mental health.
1: Yeah, and physical. Yeah, and physical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think with you two, I've noticed that, you know, sometimes over your career there's been stations and groups that you, what are they called?
1: Shifts.
0: Or, yeah, shifts, shifts that you're with, that yeah. like if someone's not motivated, then it kind of, it does demotivate mm. you. Yeah. And then you do get into a bit of a slump. So yeah. it's almost like when you found a crew that you like mm. and you all get along and it's all working, it's appealing to stick with your crew which is kind of what you're in now I mean you've left them for a while but you've stayed you stay in touch and
1: professional development yeah and
0: everyone I think in your crew appreciates that and does that as well yeah whereas I'm sure there's crews where it's not like that and each fire station the morale is a bit different to the vibe and even you know from My perspective, I remember when you'd go to Eltham and I'd be able to cook you a meal and you'd take the meal, Mm. and that was our whole routine. And then when you moved to Hallam, the whole vibe is you cook dinner together because that's your, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a family thing. And that was an adjustment for me because yeah, it's I like, know, oh, so, okay, yeah. cool, what are you guys having for dinner? We're just having, and I mean this is the story of my life right and now, we're just having toast. eggs on toast, <laughs> what are you having? Yeah. Oh, a gourmet, that, oh, sounds good. Yeah. When are you going to oh. cook it for me? <laughs> and you've had times where there's been like ex-chefs or like guys that love to cook. Yeah, yeah. So they you get like the best meals ever. Yeah, and you come home weird. and I'm like, yeah, I've made eggs on toast again yeah. um yeah so I suppose that's interesting and then what about your four off I was talking to someone the other day um about how her husband like what he does on his four off what would you say you're doing on your four off <laughs> I already know the answer I'm here <laughs> yeah
1: especially now yeah like uh, in the role that I'm in where I'm away for four days and three nights I think there's definitely an onus on me to pull my weight around the house um, for the four days that I'm home and that's fine that's part of the I guess um, you know being away from everyone and being mm. away from the house and all that so mm. that's fine but um, on back on shift and four days off um I wouldn't say it's a whole lot different but I think I'd feel a little bit more relaxed in going and catching up with mates. Um
0: yeah, cuz I'm happier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more relaxed I, about Yeah, it. I feel like
1: I've I've had that time around everyone as well, like. Yeah.
0: I mean, ultimately with your normal shifts, you've got 6 days where you're home. Yeah. So in you do your 2 days where you don't see the kids yep. really and then you're home the first morning yeah and then you leave at around what four thirty-five, 35 yeah yep. which is when i'm serving up dinner and yeah. the rush starts yeah um and you get to escape <laughs> and i cry i pine for you
1: and you work
0: for the next 14 hours yeah <laughs> do you <laughs> um we've just been talking about how you sleep <laughs> um No, but then I suppose from my end, it's like, oh, I don't know what type of night he's had. Mm. So we never really lock anything in for those two days because we don't know how you're going to be feeling. And definitely I'd never like have a work day planned. I'd avoid a work day Mm. on your Mm. first
1: night shift day. You plan a work day, the day between the day and night where I'm home in the morning. Yeah, so, so you refreshed, I'm, Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. So then the. So then you
0: go off to work exhausted. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> No, but my work days are never a full work day, and I mean that's where we're lucky in terms generally. We're lucky because I can, and I mean we've created this that I can work yeah. around you, but I just don't know how other people. Yeah. Manage, know. and I suppose you know that's something that our us as a partnership will have to work out with childcare and yeah. just the balancing act. Cause I suppose our biggest thing at the moment is that on your days off, you are, I'm needing a break and you're needing to be on. Mm. And so half the time you're not getting a break from work. Don't mind the dog who's mm-hmm. <laughs> roaming. How do you go being away and then adjusting back into, like if I've started a new thing,
1: yeah. Um, How do you
0: find that? I guess
1: that's, we've sort of had discussions about that in terms of, you know, um, going, you know, going away and then coming home to, you know, doing what you'd been doing for the past however long. And then for the four days that I'm away, you've introduced something <laughs> A new rule or a new routine, I guess more or less is the biggest one, a new routine for the kids. And then, uh, especially if you're out for Yava or not or whatever, um, you know, me going back to normality in my, in my eyes, um, is the kids think it's going to go a different way. So I think it's probably been the biggest issue for the kids, really, uh, not knowing what rules to abide by and, you know, expect Who to listen to. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, you know, they're expecting the night to go one way, whereas I have a different plan in mm. mind. But, you know, I don't think it's such a bad thing for the kids either because, you know, later on in life, high school, they're going to have multiple different teachers, they go into a workforce, they're going to have different colleagues that have different views. So having... That exposure so early on, probably, you know, might build their character and mm. um, resilience to someone saying it should be done this way and someone else saying it should be done another way. So, um, it's definitely challenging when we're trying to be, you know, working together and on the same mm. mindset. But
0: again, I feel like the these conversations so skewed because. It's just been so different in the last few months. Mm. Like, I think we're definitely way more on the same page when you're on station and things are a bit more normal.
1: Definitely. Well, I guess even when, you know, our youngest is, she's developing and changing her routine, which changes our routine with the kids as well. So, yeah, I think it definitely has been challenging for the fact that while she's going through this development, I've been away for... Mm, but, so. I mean, that's
0: been every kid pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think waiting. we've
0: just noticed it more now because it's just so different yeah. this time around. And what about um, leave?
1: For the four weeks each time?
0: Yeah, so then explain your perspective of leave. So as an example, you're about to go. We'll say about. I'm trying
1: to be positive. Yeah, well, four weeks <laughs> yeah.
0: Like. you're about to go on leave, and generally it's what four weeks.
1: Yeah, so it's 28 days each time.
0: Yeah, but then isn't one of them extended?
1: Well, it's only because I'm on C shift, so. all oh, right. It's um always 28 days annual leave, so forced leave where you um you're not allowed to work for FRV. Um and that's so. Are
0: thing. you allowed to volunteer? Yeah,
1: people still. Really, oh, you are. See, so yeah, yeah. I didn't think you that's were. Right. Anything to do with your normal work. Right. Um. Yeah, so it forces you to switch off from work and, you know. Re- recover from nights mm, and.
0: I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Deal with any stresses that you've had, um, working through jobs and whatever else. So, I think it's a really good forced leave I guess the the biggest downside of it is for div B especially we don't really get to change and move our leave to suit lifestyle whether it be dealing with school holidays or
0: babies coming yeah
1: especially yeah like that's that has been a bit of a tricky one um, so yeah we can move it like one leave cycle either side but other than that it's pretty fixed on mm. taking it when when it's up so um that's the biggest downside but then the the forced 28 days it's so nice to just be home for four weeks straight and then (laughs) whether you've got holidays booked or not i think it's it's good just to um do whatever you can to switch off from work and enjoy your life Mm. um i I mean that's
0: yeah like that's such a rare thing It is, and that's in it. a if career you at, that if you, you
1: look at normal mm, work mm, or a normal worker um they, like get, <laughs> they get four weeks throughout the year i know that would suck yeah we're graced with uh eight weeks and potentially 12 weeks depending on the, the roster cycle so mm. that's it's unreal but again you you wage yeah, yeah, that's, that's the it, biggest more when you're on drainer. Weight.
0: So you your wage drops down because you, you can't get, do oh overtime. Yeah. You so, can't
1: do overtime. You're not getting the allowances that you do on shift.
0: Yeah, so ultimately the the big bucks in this career is in the overtime yeah. and the...
1: Um, well, it's more so your overtime. Your overtime. Even that. And your allowances as
0: well. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess you do spend more on holidays. But the other the other benefit is that it forces you to take holidays, especially with the family, when everywhere else isn't busy as well. Like we yeah. have some great holidays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we wouldn't have gone on a holiday. Mm. In even, that time. No, nah, mm. absolutely not. So I
0: think that's where we've noticed it the most now, though, with two at school. Yeah. Is that it's like, oh, they're not going to be... It's, you know you have to pull them out of school but we've just decided that that, if that's what it means and that's what it means but I was saying to someone the other day how remember when we drove up to school one Friday for pickup and there was a van pulled over and they were clearly picking up their kids ready to go away for a weekend and you and I were like oh that would be so good like let's get a van and do that and then we just were like That's not our reality. At the moment. At the moment? What do you mean? Oh, maybe in a couple of
1: years it will
0: be. What? When?
1: When we get a van. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: I mean, like, that's not our reality because you do that on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And we can't do that. Like, our life Mm. isn't a normal person's life. Yeah. To, yes, we'd get to use it if we wanted to take the kids out of school for two days Every few months, mm. but that's not like as they get older, it's less likely that they'll even want to. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But that's just one of the things that I just don't think is part of our
1: yeah yeah
0: life. Definitely. I mean, it would be nice to have a van, but I just don't think we'd use it as enough. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but. Yeah, like you – the pro is that you can take leave when – your leave is assigned so then you can go on holidays when normal people uh, <laughs> it was called – uh, got normal people. When normal people are at school or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, then you you're kind know, of forced to do it, you know, like around that leave. And then also the other thing with that is that you could book it in and then change shifts. Or yeah, get offered a opportunity.
1: That, if you have things booked in, you can generally retain that leave cycle. Right. Yeah. It's just if you, if you do change shifts or station or something like that, your leave can potentially change for that yeah. um, period.
0: And so what's the what do you think is the hardest part? Did I ask you this question before? The most mentally hard part of the job. Have you had any... Full-on jobs. Yeah, would you say
1: graphic jobs that I've definitely responded to? But I guess looking back to when uh, you know the start of recruits or even through recruits, it was it's kind of drummed into us um, pretty heavily that you know to not take mental notes and pictures and um, have a connection with the patient or you know scenario scene whatever you want to call it um to relate it back to your personal life so i think for me i took that on board quite heavily and i've never gone to you know those jobs where they are horrific and gruesome and sad i guess even Mm. some of them are Mm. um you know i've never sort of made a connection to them for that reason Mm. and And i think in a way you maintain your professionalism throughout the job but yeah you don't you just try not to personalize it yeah
0: and i think in a way like you're more mentally prepared for something than your average person who might come in you know witness something or like, be involved in an incident, mm. you'd assume that that person may be more impacted long-term than someone in your career, yeah. because you've had training, yeah. pre preemptive, pre, preventative, yeah. preventative training. Yeah. But I mean, not to say that, like, you're still a human, yeah, if you have that. And there
1: are plenty of FIRIs that have struggled. Oh, 100% um incidents and do suffer from ptsd yes from incidents. yeah so yeah i definitely don't think it can't happen i just think personally so far for me i haven't been Touch exposed to it in a personal sense so. yeah
0: and i think that's where like i really try to not ask too many questions these mm. days i think at the start when it was really new and exciting, I'd be like, What what happened? and what was the job? And I think these days it's I just don't have the capacity to take that story on. Yeah. But obviously I'm still intrigued. Yeah. I think it's more just I remember you told me a story and I was like, Oh, that's a bit close to home and I don't really want to know now anymore. Like there was a pivotal story yeah. that kind of was like, oh, I think I've, I'm have i tapped out of these stories for a while. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I obviously want to support you, but I know that you're getting, you're very proactive and you're getting the support you need at yeah. work as yeah. well. Um, but I remember, and I don't know if it was that story or it was when you were training, but they said that they told you that when you're sharing the story with pe- someone yeah. like a loved one say the way that they envision it is going to be maybe worse than yeah. what it actually was so it's sometimes good to not re-share yeah because obviously your imagination yeah is a wild yes beast that can yeah
1: dream up so many things that, yeah you know can blow the truth out of proportion yeah
0: say you have a full-on job Mm -hmm. what's the protocol these days after the job uh is there a protocol
1: there's a protocol for emrs and that's where we get a um an off-duty uh ambulance paramedic we'll call the station and ask you know about the job and if everyone is okay and whether they need to provide support, Mm. which is great. I think sometimes it gets pushed by the wayside a little bit because, you know, it's only the one person that answers the phone call. Oh, right, so they assume everyone's fine. Yeah, Mm. which, you know, you do sort of hold back and say, is everyone okay? Mm. But I think in that scenario, there possibly could be People where they might not feel calm. Yeah, they're just putting on a brave face yeah, and saying, yeah. "Yeah." Um, and then if it's a a horrific sort of fire call as such, um, a commander, if they're a good commander, they'll, they'll pop by the station or give the officer a call and um, ask how everyone is and, mm, and support that's in good. That, that regard. So yeah. definitely, that is a bit more personal and you know.
0: And you've also got the guy that comes around every so often, and uh, yeah, doesn't so we've he got do? A psych. A, yeah, yeah. They also are. Is check that the same guy,
1: uh, or is there a team a few, of them? Yeah, there's a few psychs, mm. Um that'll pop around and you know just sit on the station for half a day and just work away. And if you want to go see him, you can pop in and see him and that. Mm. And then we've also got external support as well. So mm. it's our union and also. Um, assistance program as well so there's definitely a lot of avenues that you can seek if you are feeling unwell or Mm. particularly triggered from an incident Mm. yeah
0: and so you've been on the job for how many years did you say before seven what's your plan so because you can only go up a rank don't you have to work for a certain amount of time to go up a rank
1: so the next rank yeah, you only have to hold, uh, you can apply for after being in a leading firefighter role for a year, so you have to hold that rank for a year and then you can apply for the course when they come available. Uh, personally, I'm not ready and I don't want to- So what's the rank above you? Station officer.
0: Right, so that's like the person in charge of the station
1: uh, on the shift, uh, is it? Well, you can have multiple station officers per station. Right. They're generally in charge of an appliance, so right. a fire truck or rescue unit or hazmat unit or whatever. So, mm. so
0: could you apply now? Uh,
1: I think I got my meetings in September. Yes, yeah, so I could.
0: Right, but you don't.
1: No, I'm not ready to. I don't want it. So when you become of that rank, you, you yeah, you drop the tools and you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you don't go on to. You're on the
1: fire job. truck, but you're generally in charge of managing the scene rather than doing the work. Right. So I don't I don't want to be at that level just yet because I'm. You know, I think there's benefit in, you know, performing the role mm, as mm, a firefighter mm. and leading firefighter for, you know, certain amount of experience before you take on that leadership role. Yeah. So yeah, for me I'd I i do not know when it'll be. Um I could definitely see myself being a leading firefighter for the same amount of time as I was a fire fiery, if not longer, which was, you know, six years as a Fiery, so maybe somewhere between that ten and fifteen year mark I might start looking at officers.
0: What would be your biggest tip for someone who is considering it?
1: Um I think just asking themselves the basic questions like why, what are they <laughs> why do you want to do it? What um what do you think the benefits are for your lifestyle in, in working as a emergency service personnel? Um, you know, why is it the fire brigade over ambulance, mm. over police? you know, have a look at your work life and answer all those behavioural-based questions that you get asked in a final interview. So, you know, when's the time that you've dealt with a critical incident or an emotional time in your life and things like that, but also look at your physical health. Mm. You know, start, if you're thinking about applying, start training. Mm go for a run, run if someone
0: if someone says to you, oh i'd love to be a firefighter or i'm considering it what do you say i
1: always tell them to do it mm. um but do your research like currently they're running interviews at the moment and there there's been a few people that are just not put in the work and uh you know, not passing that final interview within the first fifteen minutes of it kind of thing. So
0: Oh like they know straight away that they're not gonna Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they haven't put the time and effort into themselves mm. and Which admittedly that was their, you the first time round. hundred you know? percent and that's that's clearly why I didn't make it the first time round. Yeah. Because I was a bit
0: You uh, weren't very worldly. Uh, you were no, too yeah.
1: I was. I was young and I didn't do enough personal but I think you also were
0: just doing it on a whim in a way
1: yeah I think so too yeah
0: but so are there enough jobs like is it really hard to get into these days
1: yeah I reckon it is because you've got well this time around there was something ridiculous like eleven thousand people applying Reply. for wow. that first aptitude test. Wow. So and you, you
0: pay for that now, don't
1: you? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So you do the aptitude test and then you've got to be top seven hundred and fifty candidates that, you know, score the highest in that out of the eleven thousand people. So there's a benchmark that you can pass, but if you're not within that seven fifty, you're therefore out
0: of the um, yeah, which don't they say, Yay, yeah, you passed the benchmark, so then people get excited,
1: yeah, and then they're saying that you're not in the top yeah, seven that
0: happened 50, to so. someone we know, that yeah. sucks because yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm in, I'm yeah. in the next, and then it's like, No, you didn't, you're not in the pool, so yeah, but I they think, could still call you up though, can't, don't yeah, you? Kind I of just so. surely it's like a list, and then you just if someone well, bumps out, you bump in, yeah, or I mean, do you you they just to call it every
1: time they open, yeah. And until you pass everything then you sit on a um a ballot i guess like a an order of merit
0: god the I admin of this i can't get my head around well they don't
1: have an order of merit at the moment they had an order of merit back when mfb were uh an organization but going uh once they merged to fire victoria uh the ballot dropped and they started all over again. And
0: oh, you're kidding! What so people were sitting on that?
1: I believe so. And I then now wrong, they have
0: to try out again. Yeah, from that's my nice. understanding. That's what I, I think, think you definitely applied it like the best time. For us. For us. For us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Everyone's different, and you know, there's no right time for everyone to apply. Yeah. It's just if you're thinking about it, I just apply straight away.
0: What do you think's the biggest false perception
1: of of the, your job? Um, like,
0: particularly from people that we know, like,
1: that you know, just I everyday I think that the people. biggest false perception is that everyone thinks that I don't work because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at work two days and then they don't consider that I'm actually at work <laughs> at night time. Yes, yes, hours. yes. Like, yes. Um, you know, we're doing 48 hours in four shifts. But you know, two of those shifts are at night when people yeah, are yeah, resting yeah. and not working. So. And
0: it's say on that day you would probably be at school pickup maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So correct. it's
0: like, oh I'm at home. And I think this is where our friends struggle the most and I totally get it. Mm. That we're very you particularly are a very hard person to catch because it's there's the assumption that you're home. Yeah. Because they don't know what roster it is. And I mean, I don't blame them. I barely know, but then also everyone's got enough on their plate. Yeah. And then it's like, but you're not home. Yeah, that's right. When you think, yeah, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like this false perception that you're (laughs) always around. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But then the reality is that you're not.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's, yeah, for me, I think that's what people don't see. And the fact is you, you work weekends where yeah. they're not working and, you know, they just see it as you're away that weekend but you're home next and that's not the case.
0: Yeah, like even I think about at netball, there's a lot of dads who are there most games. Every week, yeah. But then they're, when they're not there, it's because they're doing a job at home or they're working an extra day. Yeah. Um. Whereas for you it is Rhythmic (laughs) Would that be the right word Like it it, There's a pattern to it But obviously who Like as if anyone wants to tap in on our pattern And please don't (laughs) I don't want you to know And I think that's half the thing too I actually don't Really these days I don't really tell people Yeah Much because of our safety Not that I'm like that paranoid about it Mm. But it's also like from my perspective, I don't know if you ever feel like this, but it's like when you tell someone and then they so say it's like oh Matt's working Tuesday Wednesday. Yeah. And then on Tuesday someone says I'm having a hard day and they say where's Matt? Yeah. And it's like I told you he was working yeah, Tuesday yeah, yeah. whereas for most people, you know, that Monday to Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: Their partners at work. Yeah and they'll be home at five o'clock or yeah. six o'clock or yeah. seven o'clock whatever the normal life yeah. is and that's what
1: people get used to whereas i guess ours because it's that rotating roster you kind of never fall into a normal routine like no for and us that's, it's yeah. it's i guess it's our normality and that but it's never the same throughout the year
0: yeah, but I mean, even look at the last year, like yes. there's been no pattern, which <laughs> I think like usually I'm, there's some sort of pattern to it, yeah. but this year particularly, yeah. there's not really been any pattern. It's like, oh, I'm at so Monday to Thursday, yay. But even that, then you were doing Monday to Thursday and then the next week would be Tuesday to
1: Friday. Yeah. And then there was early. Oh, Monday and then, then there'd be Friday little
0: changes Tuesday. or there's a public holiday and usually the public holidays don't affect you, but this particular yeah. thing it did and <laughs> there were so many different things. Whereas generally I can put in my calendar two days, two nights for off and yeah. at least then I can look ahead. Yeah. Whereas the whole year's been a whole thing. Mm. Um Lately. Would you consider going to Div A? Uh,
1: so wor- I worked there yesterday. Yeah,
0: like this has been the most
1: exposure, exposure you've had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a great day yesterday um, working in the city. Um, just, to, you know, the challenges they f- are faced with are mm. so different to what we face with, I guess, just general day to day stuff. But, you know fires and that and calls it's the same um but yeah travel into work out mm. of work driving the fire truck through you know those tight streets and dealing with trains and trams and mm. all of that so it's it's something i've never really considered mm.
0: um oh god what what are you about no to no, say? no i'm <laughs>
1: saying like it'd be interesting to experience it for a period of time mm. whether it be a month, six months. Mm,
0: can you do comments?
1: Yeah, they do offer them. Um, mm. So they offer them for like minimums a year and you have to find someone to Oh wow. swap with. So I'd feel Oh, right, position, you I'd swap feel. jobs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So part of this program that I've just, I'll say I'm 75% of the way through, um, is that we do go and experience it for, whether it be a tour, which is four shifts mm. or potentially a leave, cycle which is one month but, yeah right you know chatting to people yesterday you hear mixed reviews of well, I no mean, not being enough oh, not a enough right. still you know four shoots might be enough whereas you talk to other people and say a month wasn't long enough mm. so they've gone and done the secondment mm. um and then you know chatting to someone yesterday who's in it been in it for six months and it's kind of over it yeah well yeah he's he's reached what he wanted to out of it, mm. and, um, but can't, you know, swap back easily without the mm. other person agreeing mm. on as well. So
0: How interesting. Yeah, I think it,
1: it's interesting. And I think we do need to promote that, um, you know, exposure to the other side a bit more. Like, it, it definitely opens, it's opened my eyes about it. Um, and I think you know chatting to div a personnel that have come across to div b it's it's changed their per- perspective of our work culture mm. and lifestyle and things like that it's kind of a hard one
0: it's an interesting time to be part of it yeah i yeah, mean the, the time yeah the six years did you say six, seven, seven <laughs> years that you've been part of it it's definitely like it's changed so oh much. so much yeah. and i think just even down to uniforms mm. like so much has changed And it definitely isn't boring. You know, like there's there's always always something, something, there's always something you could do if you wanted to. There's always different paths you can take. Um, And I think you're pretty well supported.
1: Mm, Definitely. Which
0: is great. And I think your union is. Very proactive yeah, and okay. works hard for you versus the other yeah. emergency services, but you do also pay for mm, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been great chatting to you. I've actually I was just sitting thinking, God, this is probably the most we've spoken to each other in a while. Definitely uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, which has been nice, and thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Anything on. you wanted to add? No, I think what's I'm, your What's your I think hit Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally talk this much. <laughs> All I'm right. Oh yeah, like what? Cleaning windows. <laughs> Watering plants. <laughs> um, I think too. Just to add to that, I think it's important to have hobbies. Like to know who you are yeah. outside of work. Yeah, definitely. Going into a career change like this because you do have a lot of downtime. Yeah. And so you've got to know what you like to fill that time because otherwise you, it could yeah, be a I, bad thing quickly adding on
1: to that go um, for it <laughs> you know changing stations and shifts and all of that um i've definitely met the people i like to interact with outside of work because you know i've still got childhood friends that i'm still really good mates with but because of my roster and their work mm. you know you don't have that opportunity to see them as much as what you'd like to so being able to have same interests or similar interests to the people you work with and um, spend time with outside of work when they're off and you're off is uh, it's been a game changer like I've built so many good friends that Mm. I can share similar interests with Mm. and um, it's definitely changed my look and you look life. not I was <laughs> gonna say look on life but that was uh, a, bit, nah, it's a, bit, a bit much
0: like filling you know, your da- you're feeling yeah. your time yeah on like, all your whatsapp chats yeah there's
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of podcasts but yeah I think that's been a good thing mm,
0: but it definitely has been challenging for you to maintain friendships with people that have a normal like nine to five, yeah, or even yeah. tradie where they work a Saturday. Yeah, because it's very hard to find times within both your schedules that align.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: and even as like a family unit, mm. that's been challenging for both of us. Um, and you know, with the kids at school and stuff as well, that's definitely been something that I've navigated and still continue to navigate yeah but it's all just part of it and that's why we're having these conversations so that people there's less unknown Mm. and they can kind of put the pieces together um i yeah we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna wrap up i was just gonna say the next podcast i'll probably be talking about my um, my last podcast was pretty depresso, about my four days. Right. Um, but I've found a light. I mean, it's helpful that you're nearly finished. Um, so I'm going to be sharing some tips, I suppose, on how I've found the light. Um, and I've lined up some other um, partners to talk to, which is exciting. I definitely want to talk to some Div A partners um, and police Partners. So stay tuned. Thanks, Matt, for being here. Thanks, Let's go Aaron. have lunch while we can. <laughs> Bye. See yeah. This podcast was brought to you by me, Erin Burke. Thank you so much for listening. You are welcome to email me at erin at the parentshub.com.au. That is my not for profit that I run. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land and I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.